This is a Federal News Network podcast. By now, the stories are legend how government agencies managed to pivot their workforces to accommodate the pandemic. Underneath that is a big technological shift that's still unfolding. For one view of where it's all headed, we turn to the president of U.S. regulated industries at Microsoft, Tony Towns Whitley. Ms. Towns Whitley, good to have you on. Hey, thank you. Good to be on, Tom. So are we seeing something more than just mass laptops and rapid expansion of virtual private networks? Or is there something more profound going on in the technological underpinnings of how really the world is working? Well, look, I think it's true for some agencies they did add additional VPN, but for the most part, the pandemic spurred organizations to issue waivers around existing federal mandates like the trusted internet connection and really start to create connections to the cloud, allowing their employees to access the cloud versus going through VPNs directly. I look at State Department, hundreds of thousands of employees moved into a remote work setting. In DOD, it was a mandate for 4 million users to use our productivity platform, our team's productivity platform at Microsoft, and they were able to communicate and work together in an infrastructure that went directly through the cloud. I think almost every agency went into crisis mode, realized they owned a lot of tech, they hadn't turned it all on, they immediately started to do that, and they started to eliminate that technical debt, which is that tech that's not being used or adopted. They started issuing waivers for existing mandates that have been 15 to 20 years old, and they started to reevaluate what security looked like in this new environment. So I would say substantive change has occurred. Yes, we've talked to a lot of agencies, and they all say that, yes, they want to get their people directly to the cloud services providers that they use. And, you know, there's Microsoft and its competitors. What does that do to the network architecture? Because, you know, before it was a perimeter and everything connected almost in a latter-day client-server type of setup. Well, now what you really see is moving to a zero-trust infrastructure, which is hybrid in nature, right? It is the on-prem and cloud. I think you'll hear some words coming through this pandemic that will stay with us. Hybrid infrastructure, hybrid workforce, hybrid environment. All of that is going to be driving like a new way of engaging with the cloud and on-prem and how to secure that. We saw a mindset shift from security to resiliency, sort of security in motion under crisis underpinning sort of more agile, flexible development and very quick decision-making. So I would say the shift very simply is from, no, it's not secure, sort of binary decisions about security in a physical infrastructure to how do we make and move faster in a secure environment. So you will hear more and more about not only security and hybrid, but the fact that the platform really matters and having secure platforms to do this work is going to be very significant going forward. And of course, Homeland Security, CISA, has been working on this TIC 3.0 initiative, which is a nod to the fact that cloud-hosted security is where people want things to happen and not, as they call it, hairpinning all the traffic back through your TIC device and back out to the cloud and so on, latency and a lot of reasons. So would you say that the TIC initiative kind of got a kick in the pants maybe through all of this? Yeah, I would say so. And I think it's basically coming to the reality of this hybrid workplace that as you're going to support both, if you will, some on-prem and cloud computing, and you're going to support a hybrid workforce that may continue to remotely work even post-pandemic, I think this is the new definition of what security will look like and what tick in its next iteration will have to be. So absolutely. And it's being forced there, but I actually think there's a growing demand side of that equation as well by each agency as they've lived through these last seven months. 
And these emerging architectures and zero trust and cloud-based security services and the rest of it, does this simplify things for network administrators or are we getting more complex here? Well, look, I think for everything that's new, we sort of initially have to talk about some form of change management, but it really does require a mindset shift. I don't think it's about is it harder or easier, but simply do we shift to how we think about security by identity, by access and access controls, by assuming zero trust, you know, assuming that we're not just securing the perimeter, but that we start with the assumption that no information is needed, all information has to be secured, and then we start to give roles and access and rights based on specific scenarios. It's a different way of thinking about security. I think that's going to be the opportunity to inherently secure access to various mission systems and really to drive this resiliency so that we could face not only, you know, if we had to face something in the future, we've got much more agility in our underpinning tech we're speaking with Tony Towns Whitley. She's president of U.S. Regulated Industries at Microsoft, and that includes the federal sector. And we've been talking about the employees and their connection to government and its resources to do their jobs. And before all of this, the focus was on digital services deployed to the public, the other end of what happens in the IT, I guess, continuum. And a lot of agencies saw that they had to expand rapidly and maybe come back rapidly, this elastic idea, SBA, Treasury, so many departments. What do you see as the future of the underpinnings for digital services going ahead based on what we've learned in the pandemic? Well, again, I go back to the supply-demand curve. I started my career as an economist, and I go back to the understanding that the demand for those services, I believe, is increasing and will increase. In a hybrid work environment where digital fluency has increased as individuals working remotely have had to learn new tools, have had to be engaged online, you're going to start to see the demand side of the equation from not only citizens, but also government employees for more digital services. You know, SBA had a huge task in front of them, did an amazing job navigating a pandemic environment, the volume of transactions that occurred in a very short span of time with legacy systems they had been burdened with. And they really tried to take advantage of as much as they could, given the tight timelines. And it's hard to modernize in a day. So you have to take an aggressive posture. At Microsoft, we call this sort of construct, it's sort of a leadership construct. We call it tech intensity. The ability to adopt technology rapidly, but also build unique digital skills that you need for your organization, and then do that in an environment where you quite frankly trust the tech and you trust each other. And that, I think, is the future for digital services for government, is that tech intensity equation for the citizen and for the government employee. And what have you seen on the acquisition front? Because to have all the speed and agility and ability to adopt new technology, often the FAR type of, and this is talk about regulated industries, that can be a kind of Achilles heel in all of this. Well, look, I think in the world of crisis and speed and immediate decision-making and or scarcity or remote work, we've seen some relaxation of 25-year-old procurement standards. We've seen a change or a rise in the amount of what governments could do and, if you will, procure without a formal procurement competition. We've seen just different ways that government is engaged to learn more about tech in advance of a procurement, but to get themselves really well involved and engaged ahead of time. We've seen a lot of sort of opening to the conversation that I'm sure all commercial companies want is that an informed customer is the best customer. And so this idea of learning quickly and getting digital skilling is going to underpin, hopefully, changes in the speed, velocity of our procurement cycles, as well as the understanding 
of what kind of role technology has and what it can bring to an agency. I guess the current youngest generation, Generation Z, could be called the Zoom generation. You're hoping the next one will be Generation T for teams. And I, <laughs> Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, though, people that have, all of us really, have spent hours and hours and hours on these platforms. What do the engineering side of Microsoft tell you that they're working on? What is needed next in these types of platforms like Teams? Well, you know, we've grown. You know, one of the things we love about our culture is we call ourselves sort of a growth mindset, some work that we did with Stanford University to go into a culture of learning versus trying to be know-it-alls, right? We've been learning through this process as well. And our team's team, if I could say that that way, has been learning with us. We've been learning, well, what is it to have a gallery view so you can see uh, how do you how do you create a classroom like view with the backdrop being in a classroom? How do you involve uh, sort of raise your hand and be right back kind of functions? How do you ensure that people can break out in small breakout rooms? We've been having to sort of build, if you will, new capabilities based on the demands of so many sectors being online. We've gotten to a place of universal capacity, which means we won't be out of capacity. We can continually support teams as it's been uh, exponential in the growth. So as we look forward, the question will be. How will we deliver various sectors? How will sectors kind of do their jobs going forward with productivity tools as well as real-time physical interaction? And I think that's where we get excited because a lot of the work at Microsoft involves the, if you will, intersection of the digital world and the physical world and the work we do in mixed reality. And we see that as the future, the intersection, not a single answer in one domain, but actually the ability to move between domains. And, and I think people are starting to see that experience with teams. And yes, I hope there is a generation T going yeah. forward. Well, I would say that maybe duplexed sound and higher bandwidth sound would be a big addition to all of these types of platforms. That's my suggestion. Thank you. Well, we'll take that. I'll put that one right in to the engineering team. I think the sound, the sense of inclusion, the ability to engage real time. A lot of folks live on chat and there are so many sort of symbols of chat. We're finding more and more ways to engage and show inclusion, as well as we want to make sure that it works for all ages and accessibility. So that's another sort of horizon for all organizations in this online world. Inclusion, inclusion, inclusion. Tony Towns-Whitley is president of U.S. Regulated Industries at Microsoft. Thanks so much for joining me. Hey, thanks, Tom. Really appreciate the discussion. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. So patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Will you and everyone you work with lose their minds if you don't use Upwork to bring in more talent to help? Yep. Can you afford to spend months finding that talent the old-fashioned way? Nope. Can you hire them in seconds on Upwork? Yep. Is it complicated? Nope. Can you have them as long as you need? Yep. Longer than you need? Nope. Is Upwork a newer, better way to work? Yep. Is this commercial over? Nope. What about now? Yep. Upwork, this is how we work now. 